This is Matt. And this is Seth. And welcome to The, the Heretic, Heretic House. Here we like to talk about spiritual topics and what we think about them. And hopefully we can help you come up with some of your own thoughts and ideas. Hello and welcome to this edition of The Heretic House. Today we're going to be continuing our conversation on love is not easily angered and holds no record of wrong. Hope you enjoy. Like, Yeah, that happened. I'm keeping a record. Like mm-hmm. I'm learning from what took place. I watched it all. I saw it all. I know what happened. I'm going to learn from that. I'm keeping that record. But as far as wrongs, I, it's all gone. It's done. There was a wrong. It did happen. And now it's done. Mm-hmm. And it's gone. And we've, we've put the wrong aside. We keep the record. Right. And also uh, these kind of these two topics, anger and keeping a record wrong or resentment, they go so well together just because I mean, if we don't have if we don't keep a record of wrong. Why would we why would we have to be angry? Like there's maybe that removes the being easily angry, angered if you're not holding that record of wrong. Well, if you're holding a record of wrong, you're going to get more easily angered by a person that is doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. There is a time for anger, and that's when we see an injustice happening. There, Mm -hmm. There is this emotional burst. Uh, you know, we call it fight or flight, but we get in there and we, we want to dissolve the situation so that everything is at peace again. And so we get angry, we get in the situation. And by angry, I don't mean wrathful, but if you're holding a list of wrongs that have already, already been done, and now you're, you're jumping on this person for another wrong that's been done, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to respond much bigger than if you were just to look at the situation and the wrong that's being done right now and jump into action and stop that wrong Mm -hmm. and then be done with it. But you bring all of that heavy artillery for a little problem, Hmm. you know? Right. That record allows you to get easily, get more easily angered because you're, you're holding all these things in the back of your mind and then, then you explode when something else happens. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's all been building up. Right. Yeah. So um, you kind of brought it up, like you talked about scars and pain. Um, what do we, I mean, wh- I'm thinking, what do we do when we have those scars and pains that just kind of remind us? The, they keeping, just seeing those scars or feeling those, the pain. What do we do with that reminder? Like, is, isn't that going to, make us remember those wrongs it's hard to forget these things if if we have reminders of them well i think it's twofold um first remember the event what happened and like you're not in that event anymore so you don't have to be part of it you can watch what was done and you can you can go from there remove yourself from it and remember the event or sometimes it's best just to push events right away, Hmm. you know, but, um, 
The other thing is like when we look at what Jesus did, the example of being, I mean, you want to talk about trauma, right? Uh, they, they destroyed this man. And what does he say? Father, forgive them for they know not what they mm-hmm. do. You know, he didn't retaliate, you know, and, and then we have the death and the resurrection and he comes back with the resurrection and he still wants to bring peace to all. Mm-hmm. And you he know? still has those scars. He still has those scars. Uh, you know, like it's the scars are okay. It, it's it's all part of the journey. Hmm. And you can use those scars to help you grow and help you develop. Or you can allow those scars to stunt your growth and keep you from discovering, you know, rediscovering who you actually are. Hmm. You, you can allow those scars to keep you stuck in an event in the past. Instead of being present in this moment, right now, today is the day of salvation. Mm. Today. So it's just your mindset and how you think about these things. And mm-hmm. Just just not letting, not dwelling on the wrong of it. So I guess it's okay to keep a record, really, but it's... Well, that's how you learn. Yeah. It's just not keeping that record of, of wrong. That's or, right. Or being resentful for those things that we're keeping a record of. That's right. But in, oh, what does it say? Uh, in everything, give thanks. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you can look at those wrongs, those events that took place where a wrong transpired, and you can allow those events to be a, a, a root of bitterness for you. Or once you've had time to recover you can look back on those events and be thankful for the development that has occurred in your life as a result of the trauma that happened mm-hmm. in order for there to growth in order for there to be growth, there has to be death first. Right. And Christ surrendered. And, uh, there's this idea that you have to, you have to die to that, that part of you that wants to hold on to, all these things that are not love. Mm. In essence, all of these things that are not actually who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you are love. That's the image you were made in and the likeness you were made after. Mm-hmm. Right. So then we keep a record of... We, we can events. Keep a record of good events, like keep a record of all the good things. And I think being thankful is keeping a record of all the good that's happened. Absolutely. And in all things, give thanks. Yeah. All things like that's the goal is that we get back to a place in life where we can say, you know, I'm actually truly grateful for everything that has taken place in my life Mm. because it's made me who I am today. Right. It's helped me find myself. Yeah. All, all things we go through, even tribulation, is off uh, just crafting us, molding us to who we're going to be or who we are today. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, so one question I have when I think of a record of wrong, 
is that actually isn't it not just to hold a record of wrong like in our judicial system we keep records of wrong of wrong that's done and we do that to keep people safe and that this won't happen again to that they will it'll keep somebody from doing this again mm. just keeping that record of wrong yeah and i guess i guess um you know criminal criminals have a a record right mm -hmm. um i guess we all have a record <laughs> yeah. they're they're keeping files on us we all have a record um and i suppose there and this is where we we get into the difference right you you remember what has happened so that you can learn from it and that you can avoid similar situations but taking taking the judgment part the the uh, courtroom aspect of it the legal aspect of it and kind of setting the legality aside for someone else to deal with mm -hmm. you know um, keep the record learn from the past don't put yourself in the same situations or if it was a situation that you were forced into you know i don't know what to deal with that mm. i is it's a hard one man yeah it is a hard one i i don't know entirely because I, on, I only know in theory i know in part <laughs> you know i only know what i can see um and how i have managed to respond to the different traumas in my life Mm -hmm. and what has worked for me and what hasn't worked for me. And when I hold on to the things of the past and I still try to attribute wrong to those people for what took place in the past, it doesn't ever help me. Mm. Yeah, I'm wondering. Uh, I know we can only speculate at these things, and, uh, and the, our judicial system seems to work fairly well. It keeps... It does keep a lot of people safe, and but I'm just wondering if we don't, if we didn't keep a record of a wrong against somebody, and you know they didn't feel as if we were giving that, keeping them, um, putting that on them, would they be more apt to not repeat the offense? Is it? Are we telling them that they're, uh, you know, they're they're bad people they're evil people and they're saying well that's all i am so that's what i'm going to do or is should we be uh, <laughs> again we can only speculate but should we be telling these people seeing seeing them in a different light than than we do yeah i don't know what to do with people that i don't have a direct relationship with mm. you know i can come up with all kinds of great theories what I think the best way to help a person reform their life is to build a loving relationship with them and just see where it goes. Mm -hmm. I think that's what happens when we have genuine, like we can have superficial relationships with people or we can have genuine relationships with people where we talk about real things and we encourage each other to grow. Mm. You know, so... Yeah, we have a justice system, and it it seems to be working for the most part. I mean, I think there's there's issues with it, of course. It's it's been abused in many ways, but I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a judge. I'm not a uh, I'm not even a probation officer or anything like that. I'm I'm just Matt. And when it comes to what I can do, uh, the best I can do is love on my neighbor. Mm. 
as this, the one person in front of me right now, that's, that's the person I can influence most greatly in this moment Mm -hmm. and myself, obviously, but I just focus on those things. I I don't know what to do with the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we can, uh, one last piece to this, uh, thinking of the system that we have, there is something that I, I do. I'm just thinking now. You said reform, mm. and we do have these reformation projects uh, inside our system. Like we we do have ways for people to kind of reclaim their lives, reform. I, they can learn a new skill. Uh, I do believe these things are very beneficial, and mm. and I think it is a proven process that trying to reintegrate people that that you know they've yeah you've done something bad but doesn't mean you have to live in that you can Mm -hmm. you can come out reformed you come come out restored come out new just renew renewed so um so that that i mean that's we're talking about our judicial system in here in america anyways but I'm thinking, what about God's justice? Because God is a just God. That's what we read about. Um, so what? I, I, let me just talk about that for a second. So in our judicial system, um, what we do is, like, you can't see my hands, but uh, we, we say that somebody up here wronged somebody that's down here, down down below. And then what we need to do is to to make amends for this, we need to penalize the person that's up here. And was that my phone? Mm-hmm. Boy, I think I do that a lot in, on the, this podcast. All right. Anyways, so and somebody's up here. We need to penalize them to bring them closer down to the people to the person that they afflicted and bring them down to make them equal. That's kind of balancing the scales of what, what you did. I think God's justice is different. I don't think that's how he works. Mm. I think you have somebody up here that did something wrong. What you do, what he does is brings that person that's down below up so that there he's equal that to restore equality is always bringing people up. It's never bringing somebody down. Never. Mm. Like I think love always brings people up. And so we're just, it's a constant ascension to, to being equal with each other. What are your thoughts on that? That sounds cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. You you got the scales of justice and instead of, instead of finding balance by lowering one and exalting another, you, you uh you just exalt them mm-hmm. but i don't know maybe the scales of justice is an inappropriate representation because it always scales always pull down until they're level right mm-hmm. uh that the heaviest part always pulls down and yeah well where, i mean where it, it's almost like god elevates yeah but what hmm yeah so so yeah I, a scale is hard to to rep be a good representation because to get somebody up you have to take away and then to bring somebody down you give it more you give it more so it's it's like the opposite with god where he he's always 
He's always lifting us up. You know, he's setting our feet on solid ground. You know, he's, he's lifting us up. And um, our justice system does want to reform people, but I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know about our justice system. Hmm. I mean, that's a that's a big topic in itself, justice. Mm-hmm. And what do we do with with uh, the just God being just? And yeah, that's just those are my thoughts on it. So, do you have any more thoughts on the records of wrong or resentment or anger? I mean, I think we've covered quite a bit. And I think it, from my perspective, it's pretty much like, I like to say, no worries. Mm -hmm. Like, let it go. No worries. And I can only act in a moment in the present. I can't change what has happened. I can't stop what will happen. Mm -hmm. But right now, in the present moment, where I'm at, the only thing I can do to bring God's love and peace and justice to this world is to be present with the people I'm with yeah, and to let my light so shine before others that they will see my good works and glorify my father in heaven. Like, I mean, all the things that Jesus gave us to do are, are very much actions and when it comes to retaliation, we just don't see it anywhere in mm-hmm. Jesus. Right. Yeah, he has no retaliation. I mean, the closest thing is is the flipping over the tables <laughs> in the temple, right? Right. That's the close. It, it, in three and a half years, there's one time he went in there and he flipped over some tables and he let a bunch of animals free. And this is, according to our theology, the creator of heaven and earth and that's all that this creator did with all the atrocities that were taking place all around it jesus mm. was not he was not a pacifist he was a non-retaliationist he he did not retaliate mm-hmm. you know right yeah I, I i don't know what to do with that other than try to do that myself yeah it's funny you bring up flipping tables. My there's a joke between one of my friends. Uh, my, uh, yeah, one of my friends, my my wife's friends, that she always says when she gets angry, she's like, "I'll be starting to flip some tables," <laughs> <laughs> and he he gets on her about it. It's like, "Oh, Rachel, you want to flip that table?" <laughs> um, uh, one last thing I I I actually thought up on the fly is that. There is a difference. You, you talked about letting go of right, you know, the uh, keeping a record of wrong, letting go of your anger. And then s- there's also suppressing your anger. And I'm wondering what that means, like, because we shouldn't suppress our anger, because I do think that it would it would eventually blow up on us. Um, I think the objective should be to control your anger. Mm -hmm. Don't let your anger control you control your anger, Mm -hmm. you know, control your emotion, control yourself. Don't let, 
because all anger is is a, a rush of chemicals into your brain that says respond this way right now and have control over that say hold on what's what's going on here let me and sometimes there's just no time to think you just you respond yeah. and then you deal with the consequences after mm -hmm. but so far as it depends upon you be at peace with all people mm. you know and as much as you can do and as and with as much authority and power you can have over yourself to control yourself in your moment of anger seek peace always mm. and if anger occurs let it be for a moment and then put it away mm. so it, it in a sense it's it's okay to feel that anger just don't act on that just anger. don't act on that anger or if you're going to act on that anger make sure you're acting in the right direction with that anger mm -hmm. take it out on something that's not going to get hurt like uh, a punching bag or a pillow or mm. uh, yelling really loudly in your car whatever <laughs> whatever like yeah. like deal with your anger just don't hurt anybody mm. you know don't hurt anybody don't hurt anything like don't you know just i don't know that's a hard one yeah yeah as long as long as we're not suppressing well uh, i guess that'd be part of keeping a record of wrong would be maybe suppressing those thing that anger that you're you're feeling yeah you gotta let it go yeah you have to let it go like because it's just gonna stew inside and get worse and worse and worse you know mm. yeah you gotta let it out but just be careful on how you do that. Be, be in a safe environment with safe people. You know, that's why therapy is so good, right? Is we can, we can get into a room with a person, we're safe, and we can just let it all out mm. instead, of, instead of holding it and holding it and holding it and never being able to talk to anybody about it. Have a therapist, let it all out, and all of a sudden you're going to find yourself a lot freer and a lot lighter. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. For sure. Set it free. Set it free. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we have today. Okay. So, uh, we do appreciate you listening this week for the Heretic House, and we, we hope to catch you next time when um, – I can't even remember what the next topic is, but we'll – well, you, you'll see what it is next week. And uh, we do ask that you follow us on your favorite podcast system uh, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And – we will see you next week. Take care. Bye now.